0: Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you doing tonight?
1: I am tired, Jeff. I have been out partying.
0: (laughs) Well, that's because the after hours parties are back at Walt Disney World. And as we've said time and time again, when something new or something returns to Walt Disney World, you are there to experience it for us. I'm excited to hear how it is.
1: I truly believe that this is the magical ticket that guests are going to love. It is among the best things I've spent money on at Disney recently.
0: So we've had a lot of these shows where we've discussed specific parties. I guess give us a little bit of a a 30-second soundbite as to why we're talking about these parties after we've talked about some of the other seasonal ones.
1: So you nailed it. The others are seasonal and their focus is a lot of different things to create a party. To me, these after hours parties that occur in Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios are for those that want to stay up late, obviously, and get in all of the rides.
0: Okay, so... You know, when we did talk about the seasonal parties, there were dates and there were times. I'm assuming it's following a similar format in that regard. So when do these occur?
1: Substantially less than the seasonal parties. So for Magic Kingdom, they've got dates out right now, January through March 2023. It's about 70% on Mondays and then that 30% is on Thursdays. Hollywood Studios has parties January through mid-April, and with one exception, they're all gonna be Wednesday night. So unlike that Halloween and Christmas party where you had three and four opportunities to go, here it's really one a week in each park, which is also great for people who are Magic Kingdom guests that are regular day guests not buying party
0: tickets. So what about the timing?
1: Magic Kingdom is going to be 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. And Hollywood Studios is 930 to 1230 in the morning.
0: So anytime these types of events occur, you know, there's always impact on the quote unquote regular park guest, right? Somebody that is going for the entire day. What does that mean for someone that, that has maybe purchased a ticket and is going to the Magic Kingdom or to Hollywood Studios for those particular days? What does that mean to their park experience?
1: i think at this point it means very little again when we talk seasonal parties they typically will close magic kingdom at six o'clock and the party starts at seven here the parties aren't starting till nine thirty or 10 and again it's only one day a week that's impacted so the impact is really just you know 9 30 10 o'clock at night that you need to be done but they're still doing fireworks those evenings. Um, When I went to the Hollywood Studios one, it was a little odd in my mind because the party starts at 930, but for non-after-hours guests, there was a 930 Fantasmic show. Hmm. So that shows you how little impact there is. There was something starting at that same time, and they didn't have that one-hour closure like we see for the other parties.
0: So let's, let's reference the other parties for a second, if you'll indulge me in this kind of mental exercise, obviously these are ticketed items. They're things that people pay for when you're going to these particular parties. How are they making that transition between if I'm a regular park guest and I go to the nine thirty phantasmic show, how do they know to get that? I need to leave or that I'm not a part of this party. What, what's the mechanism for folks that are, that are curious about that?
1: You bet. Just like the other parties, it's all about that wristband. And so, again, similar to the seasonal parties, and I think we're going to spend our whole show talking, you know, same and different. Sure. Um, You do get that early entry, not quite as early as you do for the seasonal parties since these start later. But 7 p.m. you can get in with an after-hours ticket, which depending which park you're going to, it's two and a half or three hours of park time with regular guests. But they are super strict. The minute that party stops, they have extra cast on hand to be checking wristbands everywhere. So as we've said before, when the park closes at 10 p.m., you can get online all the way up until 9.59 p.m. But here at 10.01, if you don't have a wristband, you're not getting online. If you don't have a wristband, you're not crossing Hollywood Boulevard or the Hub. They're really walls of cast to kind of shepherd everybody without those wristbands to the front of the park.
0: Okay. We mentioned that it's a paid experience. So this is the, I'm assuming it's not the actual hundred thousand dollar cost, but this is a hundred thousand dollar question. What does it cost?
1: Well, you know, I thought I would do cost a little different tonight.
0: Oh, good. So (laughs) if, if you
1: know me, I have a daughter who's a high school math teacher so big shout out freedom family in bethlehem there you go and i am constantly texting my daughter of why she needs to tell her kids whether they believe it or not because they often say we're never going to use math i text what i call math in the real world problems <laughs> so here's my math in the real world and what is the party cost in jeff terms It's 24 Mickey premium bars or eating one every seven and a half minutes of the party.
0: That's aggressive. (laughs) In Sandy terms,
1: it's 14 Diet Cokes and 14 boxes of popcorn, eating one of each or drinking every 13 minutes. It's
0: also aggressive.
1: 90-minute party, that is what they are giving out. And if I want to get back the money in my ticket, that is what you and I would need to eat or drink. So... Those of you that would like to calculate your math, go for it. Take your numbers, create your formula. (laughs) I did do it on the lowest cost party. At Hollywood Studios, the parties are $139 to $149. And at Magic Kingdom, they're $149 to $159, plus tax, of course. And DVC members and annual pass holders can get $30 off those ticketed prices in advance.
0: Well, when you mention DVC members, that's Disney Vacation Club, we like to mention our friends over at DVCnews.com. For more than a decade, DVC News has provided the latest news and information regarding the Disney Vacation Club timeshare program and its member resorts. Visit them at DVCnews.com where you can sign up for their email newsletter or look for them at facebook.com forward slash News or twitter.com forward slash News. You gave us the price points here. We've done a lot of things over the last couple of years where there's been scaled pricing based on age. It doesn't sound like this applies here. Is it? Is it one price fits all?
1: It is one price fits all, which is very interesting. But I think as we talk about what makes up this night, you're going to see why everybody's really walking away with the same experience, so the same price point.
0: So my question is, you know, you're giving this price point that, that is – a significant amount of money are these parties do you think they're gonna sell out are we getting that kind of a feel as the Disney master
1: well it's Disney of course it's gonna sell out. <laughs> Um
0: I mean I guess that's the easy answer right
1: <laughs> we're seeing sellouts on the early parties again if I'm gonna compare it to something like Mickey's not so scary Halloween party we always see sellouts on the early parties and then Halloween and then the middle dates all sell out. I think this year there was one party that still had tickets for sale on the party date. So I think we're seeing similar things now. The early ones are sold out. And frankly, after you hear this review, you're going to want to buy tickets. And that's why we're going to see a sell out because I think it's one of the best values Disney has right now.
0: So you mentioned the seasonal party there, and we've talked about it in, in kind of comparing things. What can we expect from the night? Is it, is it similar to everything we see for the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party or the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party? Is it very different? Give us, give us the breakdown.
1: In my mind, it's drastically different. And if you go in knowing it, knowing what you're going to get, I'm not sure how it works as well as it does, but it really does. When... We look at those seasonal parties. I've always talked about that I love the seasonal parties for all the extra entertainment and the character meets Um, and some of the special things. This party, these parties aren't about that. These, in my mind, are all about the rides. This is, I'm getting on a ride, I'm getting on a ride, I'm getting on a ride. And I have to tell you, you're going to be thrilled with the rides that you're getting on. I got on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It had a 10-minute wait, according to the app. I never stopped walking. It probably took me about six minutes to walk the whole queue, but I never stood there. Um, By an hour before the party was over, Mickey and Minnie's was down to a zero-minute wait. Wow! Rise of the Resistance had a five-minute wait. When you don't even see that, first thing in the morning. This party is about planning your day or your night, I should say, and getting all the rides in. And it's super doable. And we're actually even creating a little guide. Obviously, there's only been one of each party. So we're going to have to kind of reserve judgment. and We'll keep checking on the parties throughout the season. But I've kind of put together a little strategy list that I recommend for where to start, where to go, so that you can do it all. I'll say that I was also surprised. I'm giving you wait times that are pretty much unheard of, but each party had a standout long wait. One of them makes sense to me. One of them doesn't. The Magic Kingdom long wait of the night, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Right. Hollywood Studios' longest wait of the night, all night long, over 30 minutes, all night long, was Hollywood's Terror of Terror. Huh. I'm lost. How that had a longer wait than either ride in Batu, longer than Slinky Dog, longer than Mickey and Minnie's. Um, but again, that's why going in with a plan will let you knock out every top attraction in that time frame.
0: While we're talking about attractions, I know you have plenty of other things that we need to mention. I do want to to put it out there so that you can give the information. These parties and Genie Plus, Lightning Lane, individual attraction purchases, there's been so many things that have been rolled out over the last year, two years, that are new. And then these parties come back. How does all of that stuff play into an experience like this? Is it something that is even in, like that we even need to think about? Does it exist in these parties? Or is it really you pay this this admission price and then that's not something you really have to even worry about.
1: Exactly. And it's funny because I thought your question was going a different way and I was kind of thinking about it. So I'm going to answer you with where I thought you were asking okay. and hope that that's okay. Sure. Um, once these parties start, those things don't exist. Okay. But I'm going to look at it a little bit differently. If you're there in a prime time, you could pay $29 for Genie for the day. You could pay $25 for an individual select attraction. So now put those two numbers together. Again, we're back to math in the real world. Right. See, I'm going to teach these kids math if it kills me. <laughs> um, those two things put together cost you $54. Now, I am smart enough to know that there's a big difference between 54 and 139 to 159 But you haven't had um, your
0: park ticket yet.
1: You don't need a park ticket for this event. Correct. Your, your after hours ticket is all you need. Right. So when you compare a park day plus those two numbers that we just said. Right. Plus, Jeff, if you're getting your 24 Mickey premium bars in or I'm getting I mean, my diet popcorn. Yes. I, I don't think either of us are getting in that number. But there isn't a person in the party that didn't have at least one of each of those.
0: Right. Well, especially because they're a part of it, right? I mean, it's a part of the experience.
1: Exactly. But you might get a popcorn when you're in a park. That's not an unheard of snack to purchase. So again, it's why I come back to this can be one of the greatest values because especially in Hollywood studios, it really takes some skill to get all of those things on Genie. Yeah. And- it takes way more than three hours to do all of those things. So what a great use of three hours for not really much more than you'd pay for those things with Genie and Individual Select Attraction and not having to wait on all those lines or kill time or you know be out in the sun just kind of waiting for your next window to open. So again, great, great value in my mind even though, again, I'm not gonna be insensitive here and say $150 isn't a lot of money, but it's creating a real value in my mind.
0: Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. Um, one thing that you always are are super uh, enthusiastic to talk about at these types of parties that we've done for the seasonal ones is the entertainment and the characters. Where does that fall here in relation to those other parties?
1: On a scale of one to ten, with ten being the best, I'm going to be hard pressed to give them like a one and a half.
0: Okay, so it's it's not that at all.
1: It is not. It is. Let me go in. Let me do all those rides. Let me stuff my face with some popcorn and some Mickey bars and move on. (laughs) You know, one of the reasons that I I love the characters at the party is you get characters that you don't get throughout the year, and you get characters dressed in unique costumes and you get a ton of characters here. It's really limited. It's a pretty bizarre mix in my mind. Um, You know, Hollywood studios had a total of seven characters for the night sharing different sets. This definitely was not about the character experience, but again, I think it's a mindset because I will tell you, I saw Chip and Dale probably three times throughout the course of the evening. They were kind of wandering, which should tell you how few people were stopping to talk to them. Sure. From in front of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, they were trying to abscond with some popcorn off the popcorn cart and kind of over to that area with the Hollywood Studios arch that leads you over towards Disney Junior. Mm -hmm. And they were like, wandering looking for people to spend time with them there was no line to see them there was a small line to see um woody and bo peep but again people weren't looking for the characters people weren't spending time with them and disney definitely didn't deliver them
0: interesting okay you talked a lot about what the cost of the food would be if we just tried to get it all together in food. You mentioned a couple of different things, Mickey bars, popcorn, drinks. Anything else to speak of? You know, it it sounds like that's really what they had to offer. I know we have some specialty food items for some of these other parties. That's not what we're dealing with here it sounds like.
1: So again I think they were going for something a little bit unique. One of the things they started doing at the parties about four years ago is they realized that when they're giving these items for free you don't want to stand on a long line for them and so they roll out all kinds of extra coolers with drinks and Mickey bars. They are all manned by cast members but they're handing them out freely. I don't think I was ever more than fourth or fifth online but one of the things that they did this time that i haven't seen them do before is they also utilized existing places especially in hollywood studios instead of in magic kingdom you really have like a standalone popcorn cart Mm -hmm. but in hollywood studios they have multiple popcorn places that are kind of little buildings so not only do they have popcorn but they have fountain soda so it was unique because if you went to one of the special stops that they created for the night, you, if you know me, you know me and my diet Coke, yep. you got that nice big bottle that you could keep sipping from and putting the lid back on. But if you went to one of the traditional popcorn stands that was open during the day, you got a fountain cup. And to be environmentally friendly, we don't offer lids anymore. And that open box of popcorn. So I actually... Went to one of them, not realizing I'd get something different and then kind of shied away because I wanted my stuff more to go. Yeah. Um, Also, as you mentioned, for the Halloween and the Christmas party, a good part of your night can be spent chasing down the exclusive food offerings. There's always unique desserts, unique drinks here. There was none of that. There were those free offerings. There were. Bars where you could purchase alcohol in spots that they're normally not in the park, but no specialty drinks even at those bars.
0: Well, it sounds like if I had to sum up the experience, and again, this is me not having gone and you did, so tell me if if my little bit of a of a of a boiling it down to the the root of it is correct. It sounds like a lot of short lines, the ability to do pretty much every attraction you could possibly want to experience. If you're looking for characters, if you're looking for entertainment, this is probably not the experience where you'll find that. But if you are somebody who's a big fan of popcorn and ice cream and drinks and wants to spend some time in the parks with a smaller crowd and and hit all your attractions, you're going to really enjoy this experience.
1: Most definitely. I think, you know, it's not quite the VIP day that we talk about in an earlier episode about your Disney VIP guide for the day because you are limited to one park and you're not front of the line but you're pretty close on all of those rides because of the small crowds and you know for a family of four you're looking at a price tag that's about 15 percent of what a vip guide day is so this gives you the best of everything
0: well it sounds like a great experience i'm really really glad you got a chance to experience it for us so that you could pass it along get some rest we you we need you at your at full strength to experience what else Walt Disney World has to offer and we'll speak we're to We're
1: headed next week for Festival of the Arts opens. Oh, uh Friday that's actually. That's what I'm gonna Just say. I was
0: gonna say that you you've got a lot you've got a lot of stuff to do. You've gotta paint and you've gotta dance and you've gotta take in the music and we're gonna hear about all of it. So I'm looking forward to it. Have a great week.
1: Thanks. You as well.
0: And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination plan. Make it a great week, and as always, keep making memories.